hello again. Bet you didn't think that I would be back so quickly. Well, I am here to dispel the myths. I'm not going to disappear again. We're back. And like I said, um, on the last episode, if you haven't listened to that, then definitely listen to that after this. It's a really good one. Um, but like I said in that episode, I want to do a whole separate one about just a kind of life travel update. This could potentially be in at least two, maybe three separate episodes because, um, yeah, I want to do a completely separate episode for Malta. So about a month and a half ago, something like that, I spent 10 days in Malta And yeah, if you don't know, like Malta has big connections to all sorts of things, like um, all the stuff we like, right? Avalon, the Arthurian mysteries, the Holy Grail. Uh, I have an episode talking about like my personal investigations into the Arthurian legends, whether you think of it as a legend or like something that truly happened. Um, yeah, Malta has big connections to like Atlantis and all of that stuff too. So I want to do a totally separate, uh, like uh, episode about my time there today. We'll just be like all of my other travels. Um, and yeah, we'll see if we need to split it into multiple episodes, but hopefully not. Okay. So like I said, well, like the last little, I guess, like life update that we had on the podcast, was in October of 2022, so October last year, after being home in Melbourne, um, back in my apartment for about literally a month, um, after like a three-month trip, I sort of came to realise like I don't want to live here. (laughs) Like why why am I living here essentially? And so I got rid of all my stuff. I gave all of my books and like oracle cards and stuff to my girlfriends. I chucked everything else at the op shops because other than books and oracle cards, what matters in life? It's a joke, obviously, but you know, whatever. Um, Yeah, you can listen to that whole episode. I'm pretty sure I talked about the story of like, like manifesting people to take over my apartment and all of that. But anyway, so Got rid of everything. October 19 was when I got on my flight. I was so excited. Um, I went to the Philippines. You know, it like while I, I wanted to go to the Philippines for a long, long time, at the end of the day, it didn't really matter where I went first. I was just so excited to be free, right? To feel that ultimate sense of freedom of like, I have no attachments to a home, like pointless bills to play pay and whatever and it's not that like paying for water bills and that is pointless if you do want to live in a house but because I didn't want to I was like this is just completely not in alignment right like my my expenditures and my values were not lining up anyway so I was just super excited and it's so funny like if you followed me on Instagram during my time in the Philippines. So I have a travel Instagram. You can go back and look at my Philippines and like all my other country highlights. My travel Instagram is just at Heather Goes Places. Um, I'll link it too. I'll link my business um, and my travel Instagram in in the show notes as per Um, But yeah, <laughs> if you were like following my travel Instagram during that time, you would have seen that like I... I make fun of the Philippines so much. Like it's just, (laughs) 
I don't know. It's such a funny country. It is beautiful. Like the the islands are so stunning. The beaches are like nowhere else in the world. The weather is terrible. <laughs> I literally got caught in a typhoon. Like my first, no, my second stop. Okay, so my first stop, I flew into Puerto Princesa, um, which is just like one of the, it's like the main city on Palawan, which is like the island where you'll find like El Nido and, um, and El Nido is like one of the, major like touristy places of the Philippines that's where I was going first but I flew into Puerto Princesa and Midnight's like the most recent Taylor Swift album um was coming out the day that I arrived like literally my flight got in and then four hours later Midnight's was coming out so I was like well obviously I can't have a travel day that day (laughs) like I can't be like on a bus I'm gonna need like good phone reception I need to be able to like stream this thing as soon as it comes out so I booked one night in Puerto Princesa and yeah spent 24 hours just listening to midnights again and again and again and then we had the whole thing with her like surprise dropping the 3 a.m version and like six bonus tracks and then we heard would have could have should have and john mayer's entire world ended but that's a whole other story cannot wait for dear john taylor's version okay so that all happened and then i caught a minibus up to el nido um and i don't know i was feeling like i stayed in like a really really nice hostel there um it's like uh, the Philippines only like five star like designer hostel um, and yeah if you're new here I definitely prefer when I'm traveling to stay in hostels because I like to meet people um, though I prefer to travel alone I definitely prefer to like have people to like do activities with and I knew in El Nido there were things that I wanted to do I wanted to go to some waterfalls um, I, and then then the thing with like Southeast Asia travel too is like typically you'll need a scooter um, like a motorized scooter, like a motorbike that's not a motorbike to get around uh, because public transport, no. Um, and I don't drive one and I have absolutely no plans on learning how to drive one. So typically I'll just like try and make friends with someone in a hostel who I know is like confident on a scooter and is willing to just drive me around in exchange for the pleasure of my company. So <clears throat> I stayed at this stunning hostel um, and this was in El Nido and oh, this is going to be so long, but do you know what? It's your choice. You're listening. If you want to tune out, you can tune out. Okay. So um, I checked into this place and I was so tired. I don't even know why I was so tired. I just remember being like exhausted, sweaty. Um, And yeah, the other thing with the Philippines too is that like, it's not the clearest uh, in terms of directions, like I got onto this minibus and then got moved onto another minibus and then got dropped somewhere except where I got dropped. I had no phone reception. Like I always get a local SIM now. I hate traveling without a local SIM. Shoot me now. Even if I'm just going to country for like five days, I'm like, I need data. Like I do not want to be like relying on Wi-Fi. So I had a local SIM and I still had no reception where they dropped us off and they dropped us off like in the main town um, of El Nido. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> like if I don't have reception, I cannot work. Um, I'd been, pla- I'd planned to stay in El Nido for at least a week. So I was really, really stressed. Um, and also having no phone data, I couldn't, I had, because I had a, a SIM, I was like, well, I haven't looked up directions from the bus stop to where I'm staying. And so I had no idea how to get there um, and all of that. But do you know what? At the end of the day, um, I just like kind of, they have these like little 
tricycle things, which is just like a motorbike with like, then they put a, um, like a kind of seating thing on top of the motorbike. So you can like be a comfortable four passengers probably and then the driver like rides rides a motorbike and then you can have like another person on the back so we have fit like six people in there before but it definitely not the most comfortable thing but anyway so I just got him one of those like showed him um the name of the hostel because I'd taken a screenshot he's like yeah no worries I know where that is uh and we went there and then yeah I got there and the guy the guy at reception shout out to him um he was so so sweet like just loved his job so professional and he kind of like took over the job of making friends for me so I was like do you want a coffee I was like yeah yeah, I'll get a coffee so he's like okay go make a coffee I was like oh shouldn't I like check in first he's like no 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 um so I like poured the coffee but it was so hot so he was just like standing there kind of like waiting for me to drink it I was like okay I can't drink it it's too hot He's like, should we go check in? I was like, yeah, that's what I said before, but it's fine. Um, he's like, brick your coffee, brick your coffee. It's fine. Anyway, okay, so uh, checked in. And then he's like, so in your room, you have two other girls, um, Prabs and Emily. Uh, or yeah, ma'am Prabs and ma'am Emily. He's like, and you know, Prabs is, is from Canada and Emily is from Australia. Maybe you, they're doing this tomorrow. They're doing this today. He kind of like, he knew where every one of his guests was at that like at that time and what they were doing and what their plans were for the next day like just oh man his brain um was incredible anyway and so as we started walking to my room um I guess like Prabhs and Emily like walked through uh the door like they were coming back and they were about to go for sunset and he's just like so Heather can go with you and I was like thanks bro for making friends for me so it just takes all of the stress off of my little mind for, you know, finding people to be sociable with. And they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it turned out to be the best thing. Like long story short, they, we ended up spending um, the next, God, probably like week and a half together. We traveled to another town together. Uh, Emily and I went on a boat trip on my birthday. That was a whole other adventure. So approximately a week after I arrived in the Philippines was my birthday. It was my 30th birthday. Uh, And, you know, I wanted to do something special, but by this stage, so my birthday was basically the first day of the typhoon. Um, So it was actually the last day that any boat trips, like snorkeling trips, went out in Port Barton, which was the the town we were in. We stayed at this, um, Port Barton is just like a small town, backpackers go there, not many other people um so very very quiet I think it was a lot bigger before they got hit pretty bad by a tsunami maybe not a tsunami definitely not a tsunami but some but some like bad storm um about a year before and they haven't quite recovered from that so it was very very quiet and we were staying at this the sweetest little guest house hosted by this woman called Lady Gaga. I'm so excited to be telling you guys these stories. This is, I, it, it literally just feels like we're catching up on the last like seven months over a cup of tea and I didn't brew tea, but I hope you're drinking some tea. Um, anyway, so yeah, uh, her last name is Gaga. So obviously she called her homestay, her guest house, Lady Gaga, and she was so, so lovely. And so her husband, Um, so there's like price, like set prices for boat trips in the Philippines to avoid like 
um, price gouging, is that the word, where where some, like where one person will like undercut everybody else by charging less or something like that. Um, except like her husband was like, shh, like don't tell anyone. Um, but I give you like, it, it was the equivalent of like $10 off or something like that. We're like, okay, thank you, Mr. Gaga. <laughs> um, so he took us out for the day and then <clears throat> because it was my birthday and they like told like uh, Emily told them that and they were like oh my god your birthday blah 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 and then they're like how old are you I was like I'm 30 and he's like 30 and not married I was like yes yes my friend um and so uh in every like boat trip that you do like on an island in the Philippines they'll usually prepare like a kind of fresh fish veggies uh spread rice fish that sort of stuff it's oh my god it's so good like the fresh fish is mouth-watering I think I did like three or four of these different boat trips throughout my time in the Philippines and never got sick of the food like while the regular Filipino food was completely flavorless terrible and like Filipino attempts at like western food is <laughs> the worst do not ask me about the toasted cheese sandwich it was like literally toast like a piece of white toast this is somewhere else by the way this is like ages later but anyway I will circle back to the boat trip um just plain white toast with butter so they toasted the toast barely right and then just put a slab of cheese on top and then like one piece of cucumber I was like this is not a toasted cheese sandwich this is disgusting but anyway but the, the the Filipino food on these boat trips was so good, so fresh. And then for dessert, you usually get like a fruit platter. And they, um, it's it's truly an art form. Like it's re- it really is one of the things that like Filipino boat trips are known for, uh, like is the way they carve the fruit. And so they carved like a happy birthday, like pineapple cake for me. And it was just the sweetest thing so so happy so we ate that we enjoyed that and then the typhoon really started to come on um so yeah I spent my 30th but it's so funny to think that like you know one day I'll be like 60 and just like remembering my 30th birthday but yeah so I spent the 30th of my birthday um literally in a downpour like (laughs) I cannot describe to you how much it was raining like if you've never been on a tropical island during a monsoon then you cannot imagine how hard, how fast, how cold it was raining. And we were just in the middle of the ocean, like in the middle of the open ocean, basically. And like, I don't snorkel because I um, am terrified of fish, sharks, the deep water. So I was like on the boat the whole time, at least the other people. So it was actually like, it was way warmer in the ocean than on the boat. So I was freezing. Like I had a thousand jackets like everyone gave me their jackets like towels everything was soaking wet like thank god I'd bought um like a waterproof bag uh because I was like oh, I don't need one like I'm not going in the water but then I was just like Do you know what just in case like we capsize or anything like that I just want to make sure that like my phone um is secure and not not water damaged so I put like my um my top in my waterproof bag so at least I had like something warm but it was no point because it never stopped raining but anyway and then um our guide like the tour guide so Mr. Gaga turned up Shakira they loved Shakira in the Philippines and yeah we just danced to Shakira in a tropical rainstorm 
in the middle of the open ocean. And I was, there was a part of me that was like, we could literally die. <laughs> like I hadn't actually heard that it was turning into a full typhoon at this stage, but there, I mean, it was pretty wild. But anyway, didn't die, made it back, had a cold shower because yes, there is not a lot of hot water in the Philippines. Um, and then, yeah, Emily and I just chilled, like read our books. And then that night, um, Lady Gaga, she bought this, like, I guess like homebrew, (laughs) it was strong, like homebrew whiskey, um, cut up some fruit, put on like a barbecue and invited all of her friends over to celebrate my birthday, uh, including like one musician. Um, and so yeah, he like came over, bought his guitar, started singing. We were just like drinking, chilling, having a good time, laughing. There was like a few other guests at Lady Gaga, so they all came as well. And yeah, he played a bunch of Taylor Swift songs for me. And it was just such a random, fun, lovely birthday. If you go to the Philippines, make sure you ask me to give you um, the details for this homestay because yeah, she's the best. Okay. I mean, the actual place was nothing special. (laughs) Like I said, no hot water, but it's about the quality of the interactions, you know? Okay, so I don't want to tell you every single detail because we'll literally be here forever. So what else? So that was the Philippines. Um, Oh yeah, and then what proceeded was I went back to El Nido because I hadn't gotten to do um, the Blue Lagoon. The Blue Lagoon, I think that's the name of it, but it's like the major tourist attraction in El Nido. So because the girls and I went to Port Barton before I had time to do that like major boat tour in El Nido, I was like, okay, cool. Like they're moving on. Um, Pravis was going to India and Emily was going to another island in the Philippines. So I was like, sweet, I'll go back to El Nido, just do this tour and then get on with it. Um, but what ended up happening was that I actually got stuck in Port Barton <laughs> by myself um because of the typhoon it just kept going and obviously there's nothing you could do except sit and hope you don't blow away um and yeah then eventually I got back to El Nido like there was a big warning about not traveling that road because of like potential landslides but thank god it was fine um and yeah so I got back to El Nido and put my name on the list to do the boat tour but probably like three or four mornings in a row they were like sorry the tour's not going out the tour's not going out like the coast guard said it's not safe it's not safe it's not safe and it kind of got to the point where I was like oh my god I can't like I I can't just like sit here (laughs) um forever and I hadn't really made more friends yet so I was super super bored fortunately like uh after a few days I did make a new group, group of friends so that was good we could at least like chill while waiting for the weather to clear and then, yeah, literally the day before I was like, well, I, I have to stop. Like I've, I've only got like a few weeks left in the Philippines and I've got so much more left that I want to see. Like I have to move to my next stop. So I booked my onwards flight. And I was like, okay, if the boat tours don't go ahead on Wednesday, then I'm not going to be able to see it. But thank God, like I woke up early Wednesday morning, ran to reception. My boy was there. He's like, guess what, Heather, the tours are going ahead. Like, you know, let me put you down. And he was Superman that day because there were so many guests who I like literally pretty much everyone who was in El Nido at that point had been pushing off, like pushing back their onward travel and wanted to be on the boat that day. 
So he was like, where is this person? I haven't seen this person. Like, what tour do they want to do? It was like seeing a mastermind in action. But he made sure that everybody was on the tour they wanted to be on. Um, Yeah, go this, this dude. And I wish I could remember his name. It was something like Anthony, but I know it wasn't Anthony. Anthony? Anyway, Angelo. Angelo, that was it. God bless Angelo. So I got to do the tour and it was a perfect day. Like literally I, I'm telling you after like 10 days of hardcore downpour, gray skies, like gale force winds. Genuinely the one time I went outside, I thought I was going to blow away. The streets were flooded. And this day, the sky was so blue. And that makes all the difference in the Philippines with like the water, because obviously when the sky is blue and the blue lagoon, you just get like it is like crystal clear ocean. Oh my God. I wish, I wish I could like show you photos through a podcast, but like, I <laughs> like, cause you know how I don't snorkel. It didn't matter because I was like looking out of the side of the kayak and I could see everything. Like I could see down to the bottom. I could see all like the sea anemones and the like spiky corals and the color and the fish, everything. It was so clear, so perfect. It was, yeah such a good day. Um, and yeah, I got to go with like the new group of friends that I'd made. So that was amazing. What else? What else? Okay. So that was that part of the Philippines. My next stop in the Philippines was the Island of Cebu. Um, and I stayed in the South in a town called Morbul and yeah, there's not really much to report from there. I loved Morbul. I did canyoneering, um, which is kind of one of those things in the Philippines where you, you know, you just do it. And I was a bit unsure as to whether I would, but eventually I was just like, do you know what? Why not? I can always avoid jumping off waterfalls if I want to, because yeah, with the canyoneering, you kind of like, you climb up rocks and then you jump off the waterfall into the water. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, what was the name of the place? I can tell you to look it up on Google Images to get an idea, but I cannot remember for the life of me. Kawasan Falls. Kawasan Falls. Yeah. K-A-W-A-S-A-N. And yeah, those photos that come up on Google Images, not photoshopped. It is that blue. It was stunning. Absolutely beautiful. If I'd known how long it was going to take, I probably would have rethought doing it. It was exhausting. It was probably like four to five hours of like climbing up. Um, walking and then jumping off and then swimming, right? So it's not like easy walking. Like half the time you're literally walking or swimming through rivers or whatever they are, creeks. I don't even know. And I'm not a really confident swimmer, Um, but it was, yeah, absolutely amazing. One of the highlights of my life, like genuinely, uh, one of my favorite days of my entire life. If I did it again, I would take snacks. And yeah, this is like what I wish someone had told me. Yeah, because you start at 9 a.m. and then you don't. And they're like, yeah, lunch is included. So I was obviously picturing like sometime around 12, (laughs) we'd break for lunch. No, you start at 9 a.m. And you've already like, you get picked up at like 7.30 because you have to actually travel to the actual waterfall place and then do the 40 minute walk to get to where it starts. So yeah, it was probably like six or seven hours of intense exercise until we finally got lunch at like two. So there was that. (laughs) 
but it was so fun. Um, yeah, if I'd had snacks or some had like taken a little bit of change, because obviously nowhere in the middle of a waterfall in Philippines is going to take card because they have like little like vendors along the way. Um, so if I'd taken some cash, no worries. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, other than that in Cebu, um, like in mobile, I just like chilled a lot. Uh, the beach was beautiful. I made some amazing friends there. Um, yeah, just, I just remember like watching the sunset every night, like, again, the food in the Philippines, not that good, <laughs> but that's okay. They try. I eventually got by with this like noodle dish, uh, chow, chow mein. I believe it was just called chow mein. Um, and that was fine, but yeah. Okay. So then after a month in the Philippines, I flew to Indonesia um, and I flew into Chenggu in Bali, which I'd heard such good things about. Um, I haven't been to Bali, so I've been to Bali before, but I hadn't been to Bali since 2012, I want to say. Yeah, it was 10 years, 10 years in between trips. And yeah, Bali was very, very different back then to now. Uh, obviously it's like a huge tourist destination now. It was like a tourist destination back then too, but definitely not to the extent it is now. Now it's like everybody wants to go to Bali and the food was good, especially compared to the Philippines. And I met up with my sister here and my friend River, who we, who I'd met in the Philippines and she like was going to Indonesia too. So we were hanging out as well. So that was fun. Um, my sister had been in Europe for the previous, like, a few months except yeah Bali wasn't my favorite um we went to Ubud as well and another one of my sister's friends from home came and stayed with us in Ubud so that was really fun uh we did the Mount Batua sunrise hike which I did in 2012 as well and it was a really nice like full you know full circle moment um because I remember singing the climb <laughs> back in 2012 the Miley Cyrus song uh, and then obviously like you just, you can't hike a mountain. You can't tell me that you hike mountains and Miley Cyrus's The Climb is not just like going looping over and over in your head. If you do, you're a strange character. So yeah, I was thinking that, um, a monkey. Yeah. Okay. This was funny. So at the top of the volcano, it's obviously beautiful. Like we got really, really lucky. A lot of people I've recommended this hike to, they get terrible weather and I'm like, sorry. Um, so I was a little bit worried because it had been raining a bit the day before, but like it was perfect, clear, clear sunrise, clear view. You can see for miles or like the lakes at the bottom. Um, <clears throat> so we're just like enjoying the sunrise, obviously taking photos, chatting and my sister and I like went, we were with her friend and then like another friend that we'd met in a restaurant in a bud. Um, that's like, yeah, that is very Bali. You just like chat to anyone and then you become best friends. And yeah, so we were taking some photos, like probably like a hundred meters. And then we just hear Abby, my sister's friend being like, oh, Colleen. And we were like, what the hell's happening? So we run over and there's this monkey literally like digging through my sister's bag, like digging, 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 pulls out her phone, pulls out her expensive camera, pulls out her clothes and like finds this tiny little banana <laughs> at the bottom of her bag, proceeds to peel it, you know, take a munch and run away. We're like, 
okay. <laughs> All this talk of like monkeys stealing phones and stuff. No, it was just a typical monkey who wants a banana. That was very funny. And yeah, that was another one of just like, yeah, the best days of my life. It was so beautiful. And what else to report from Indonesia this first time? So I'm trying to think if we went anywhere else. I think it was just Changu Abud. And then we headed over to the islands, I want to say. I could be leaving something out. So, yeah, then we went to – ah, yeah, that's right. Okay, so we went to the Gili Islands. Um, and this is where I spent a lot of my last few months. Um, oh, no, that's right. So we went to the north of Bali, to Lavina, which is, like, a town that's known for one thing and one thing only, which is, like, you can swim with wild dolphins. This was just – one of those days, one of those memories where you will just like, again, I'll just like look back on my life and be like, genuinely, what is life? So my sister and I, um, you know, obviously we wanted to swim with wild dolphins, but we wanted to make sure that it was with like a company or like a person who really respects them and doesn't like stress them out. You know, I'm a vegetarian. I, yeah. And also just like being an ethical tourist, I think, It's very difficult to be an ethical tourist sometimes. You just have to like double check everything. Okay, my recording is about to cut out. So I'm going to take a break, brew a cup of tea, and we will come back with the wild dolphin story. Okay, I'm back. So, yes. Um, Yeah, so we asked at our hotel and we stayed at another really, really cool, unique, quirky hotel in Lavina as well. And we asked her, we were like, oh, you know, what are our options? Like, do you have like an ethical company? And she's like, well, it's not really a company, but there's like this one dude who after all like the main touristy tours go out like really early and the main touristy tours will essentially like chase the dolphins, which is not a vibe. Like you do not want someone coming into your house and just like chasing you. This is why like if you are like traveling, just like (laughs) just double check the tours that you're booking and like all of the ethical concerns and stuff like just yeah it's something that like I still don't have perfect but I'm really trying to work on um all the time is just like being an ethical tourist anyway so yeah she's like this this dude will like cook you cook you some some breakfast make you some coffee take you out on this tiny like three-man catamaran I don't I that's definitely not the word like just like you couldn't really call it a boat. It was like a few floating sticks, um, nice floating sticks. And then he like builds it. He's built a hammock into the side of the floating sticks so that you can like sit in the hammock, eat your breakfast, drink your coffee and, and just like chill. Right. And you'll see dolphins. So that was what we did. Um, yeah, we waited outside of the hotel to be picked up and we were we were having a real like OC soundtrack moment. So we were like singing Forever Young and yeah, just all the classics off the OC soundtrack while waiting to be picked up. And then <laughs> this guy and his friend on like two different motorbikes pulls up. It was just so funny. And so, yeah, we jump on the back of the motorbikes and and head down to the place where the boats go. What What is the place where boats leave from? The beach. We went to the beach and yeah, got on his tiny little floating stick machine and he makes us this like Indonesian coffee, which is quite similar to like if you've had Turkish coffee, like that thick black, like flavored, delicious uh, black coffee. 
he bruises up some of that. We have like some fried banana and we just float in the ocean and we just chill and we just chat and we listen to music and he tells us about like his life. We laugh um, and tell stories about our, our life. And then we start seeing dolphins. And this is not just like, this is not just like one or two dolphins. Like there was one point when I was in the hammock, just sipping my coffee, enjoying the morning sun. And there was probably about 27 dolphins around me, like in front, to the side, to the other side, behind me, right? Like when I tell you it was surreal, there is no other way for me to describe this situation. Anyway, so that was incredible. That was (laughs) another one of the best days of my life. And yeah, so we did that. And then we headed out to the islands, like I said. So um, from Lavina, we then like had to get like a long taxi, well, long for Bali standards, probably like two or three hours to the ferry port where we went to the Gili Islands. We went to Gili Air and spent like a few days there. We made a new friend called Emma and then we went to Lombok, which is a, another one of the islands in Indonesia. It's like the um, the island, like kind of to the right. <laughs> I guess it depends which way you're looking at a map um, to Bali. Anyway, so we went to Lombok. There's meant to be like lots of beautiful waterfalls and I had to extend my visa. So yeah, for Australian citizens, I believe I was using my Australian passport. Yeah you get like 30 day, you can get like a 30 day visa on arrival and it's extendable by another 30 days in Indonesia. So I had to do that. I had to go to immigration to extend my visa because I, well, I think they've changed it now, but when I arrived, you couldn't like just do 60 days on arrival. I could be wrong. Double check that before you go taking my word for it. So I had to go to immigration and yeah, so I went to immigration. Obviously they didn't have immigration on like the tiny little islands, like the Gili Islands. And then Bali's immigration is chaotic, right? Because there's so many people trying to extend their visa there. So everyone was like, just go to Lombok. And so that was what we did. And it was such a simple process. I'm so glad I did it like that because I've heard some horror stories from people waiting like seven or eight hours at Bali immigration and then being told to come back the next day. And it's in just like the dirtiest, grossest part of Bali. This was in like a disgusting city as well, but whatever, at least I got it done within like literally 30 minutes. And then we went to the south of Lombok and then the rains came in. Then the rains, they did come in. This is like, yeah, I mean, you know, again, you just have to have a good attitude because when you travel during monsoon season, the chances are you will get a monsoon. But we were staying in a really nice place. Um, it was like these little, like, oh, how do I even describe them? It's like, it's not really a villa. It, it's kind of like a mix between a villa and a hut. And my sister and I had like adjoining adjoining um, little houses, <laughs> and yeah, it was really cute. We ended up again staying for a long, long time because we wanted to see waterfalls, but the waterfall was fallen from the sky. And again, this is not gentle rain. Like you do not want to be out in this rain. It was cold. It was insistent. It didn't stop. Like it genuinely didn't stop. Um, there was one day, it was Christmas actually. So we were there for Christmas. We were in um, Kuda Lombok. So that's the like town. We were there for Christmas and we couldn't do anything on Christmas because it was raining so much. So we went to our favorite coffee shop that I still have the t-shirt of, uh, Mushroom Espresso. And we 
sat there we watched the rain we chatted like me her and our friend emma who we made there uh well we actually met emma like in gilly islands and she just came to spend christmas with us and chill with us but yeah fortunately the next day was good enough weather just uh to go do some waterfalls so we did that it was really really fun okay i need to speed this up or we're going to be here forever um and then what happened next? What happened next after Lombok? Oh yeah, then I decided that I was going to go back to the Gilly Islands, but I wanted to go to a different one. So I went to, okay, so basically in Indonesia and in the Gilly Islands, there are three different Gilly Islands. And these are the islands that are kind of between Lombok and Bali. They're very, very small. You have Gili Trogon, which is the one that most people go to. That's like the party island. Um, it's like the busiest. There's the most like shops, restaurants, um, parties, things to do, all of that. And then you have Gili Air, uh, which is the one that I spent the most time on. And that's kind of like mid-sized. It's kind of like the, the reggae island. So that's like if you just want to like chill, like chill on the beach, have some cocktails, watch the most ridiculous sunset you've ever seen in your life and just like take it easy then Gilly Air is the place like it's like there's still like you know regular cafes and and food and stuff like that there's still lots of people around but it's nowhere near as busy or touristy as Gilly Tea and then you have Gilly Menno which is just so quiet <laughs> it's literally like so remote like the roads aren't really made um, in all of the Gilly Islands, there's no cars and no dogs. It's just like cats everywhere. Uh, they have horse and carriage, which again, don't take those. Those horses are not treated well. Um, and they're only like fed because they make money. Um, it's yeah, not nice. I mean, do what, do what you want, but no, we just walked. You can walk everywhere on Gilly Air and, and on Gilly Meadow. And yeah, so I went to Gilly Meadow. Um, just to see what the buzz was because I had heard of this hostel there called the Rabbit Tree Hostel, which is kind of like designed by this visionary. I would love to see his human design chart. I don't like him now because my friend kind of dated him and yeah, learned. Anyway, probably giving away too much information, but I mean, what are the chances you guys will go there? I mean, maybe you do. If you do, tag me. I want to see. Um, but basically this guy, he had this vision, this idea that he wanted to create a place that's not just like a place to stay. It's like an adventure. And I think he definitely has a lot of like Peter Pan syndrome, like never grow up syndrome as well. And so in the hostel, you have like um, <clears throat> like different theme rooms so I stayed in the grandma room, which is, it's like made up like, like your grandma's like house, right? So there's like old floral wallpaper, like pictures of that um, Italian opera singer that every grandma loves. Uh, there's like a tiny window that you could like crack open and yell at the kids on the lawn below. Uh, it was just perfect like an oil lamp kind of thing stuff like that and then you have the ball pit room which is you know obviously a favorite it's just a ball a room full of like a ball pit um and then you have to like get through the ball pit to like get to your bed there's the mystery room so you know how you can do like escape rooms and stuff in real life so there's one of those like in the hostel uh there's like a giant hammock in the common area 
where you just can sit on this giant hammock. You can fit like, I think it was like nine or 10 people on there. You can have it anytime safely and just like chill. And, you know, people will like play guitar and all that stuff. So I wanted to stay there. I wanted to see it. I like to see like quirky, interesting, creative places when I travel because I like to see, I don't know, I'm just interested by the whole idea of where you actually like lay your head being an adventure, not just where you're traveling to being an adventure too. And yeah, this place was so nice. And like, yeah, the island is really quiet and there's not a lot to do, but it doesn't matter because this place was like a world unto itself. And I just had the most fun. I think I ended up being there for like 10 days. I booked like one night just to see how it was. I was like, oh, if it's boring, I'll just go back to Gilly Air, like where my sister was at the time. Um, and, And Emma too, except you just couldn't get bored. And yeah, the people who were there at the same time as me, I think I just got so lucky. Like the first day I was just, um, I was just like keeping to myself. But then the next morning at breakfast, I got talking to this Italian girl and she didn't speak very much English. I was like, I speak a little bit of Italian because I took Italian in school and like did the whole Duolingo thing before I went to Italy. Like six or seven years ago so I knew a tiny bit and so um I was like oh yeah like I know how to order a uh, almond milk cappuccino and to tell you she's like ah go on go on so then yeah we woke up the rest of the hostel because it was like a pretty small place you could hear when people were chatting in the common area in like the dining room and stuff um <clears throat> to sounds of me trying to like roll my r to say the word mandola which is how you say almond in Italian very very fun and then yeah if again if you follow me on Instagram then you would know Vanessa so it was um, Vanessa who I met in Gilly Menno at this hostel and we ended up traveling together for god like two months and then um, just about a, a month and a bit ago I stayed with her and her family in for, in Italy for 10 days we did a road trip we went to Pompeii so it was just one of those people that you meet and this is what I love about travel you never know when you're going to meet like your new best friend and yeah this was just one of those times when as soon as we met we were just like we vibed instantly um even though like it yeah it's funny because you could like see some people like getting kind of annoyed at like the um lack of like you know just like the lack of ability to communicate because like when when you don't like speak each other's language you have to like communicate in other ways but it was never a problem with us because like if we didn't understand each other we would just laugh and like use google translate like it's not hard like you always find ways and yeah the lack of like i guess like sometimes the um communication issues can be can get annoying but it's also just part of the fun (laughs) of like making friends and stuff. I don't know, maybe that's very Venus in the ninth house of me, but yeah, people are, people are interesting. Anyway, so we did that. Um, yeah, just had movie nights. Like we would just like chat all day, stay up till the early hours of the morning, chatting in the hammock, have sing-alongs with the guitar, study Italian, Um, teach Vanessa English all sorts of things it was the best time like I said we barely left the hostel but it was 
one of the highlights of my trip. Oh, and then for New Year's, we decided to like kind of rent a boat. Um, so we had a group of about like 10 or 11 people who were like, you know, pals <laughs> at Kilimano. And we were like, okay, what are we going to do for New Year's? What are we going to do for New Year's? Who's going to be here? All of that stuff. Like, do we want to have a chill one? Do we want to go out? Obviously, there's nowhere to go out in Kilimano. I mean, they had a couple of like reggae bars. We had a couple of fun nights there. But yeah, all in all, you have to like go to another island or, you know, even go to Lombok or something. And I was like, I don't want to go back to Lombok. Um, so we ended up like getting a boat. <laughs> I don't even know who organized it or who the driver was or if the driver was licensed, but it's fine. Organized a boat, went to Gilly T and yeah, we were going to like party, but obviously, like, honestly, it was like such a funny new year's. Um, I got there a bit late. Like a few people had been partying since like two or three. And I was like, oh, I'm really tired. Like, I just want to like chill. I think I'd had a client or a call that day or something. I was like, I just need time. Um, so I got there at like six o'clock and like three of our friends were, had like taken mushrooms, no four. And one girl just like lost her mind. Like it was really, really bad. Um, but she went to her room, but then the other three, for the next like four hours, <laughs> literally. Yeah. I think it was like literally until after midnight, we were just like, like Vanessa and I were just like caring for these grown men having bad mushroom trips on the beach. It was, it was quite nice though. You know, I was like giving the breaky and, and just like saying like, no, I'm here, you know, it's okay. Um, but it was one of the oddest New Year's of my life. And it's so funny, you know, we've had like my birthday, Christmas and New Year's and like none of them were as expected, but they were perfect. And then eventually like the mushrooms wore off. I, I don't know what was going on. It was just not a good environment, I think, for them to be doing mushrooms as well, because we had been in this really protective, like high vibe, like bubble of Gilly Menno and like our group. And then Gilly T was very much just like that energy of just like, oh, get drunk, like, you know, I don't know. It was just like very just like gross. And you could kind of, you could really feel the difference. Like obviously as a projector, I feel that difference all the time between like, I guess, people that I vibe with and people that I don't and like a lifestyle that I don't connect with. But I think everyone was really sensitive to that here and like it just ended up yeah, infiltrating them. They were like, yeah, we, we were like walking through the crowd um, after they like took the mushrooms and could genuinely see who was a zombie. Like they were genuinely like seeing zombies. I'm like, I get it. Like I feel it. Like it was just not a good energy there on New Year's. Anyway, so then after that, um, we just ended up like, we were like, oh, do we want to party? I think we like went into a club for like five minutes and we we're like, this is so gross. So we just like went to a beachside bar, got them to put on Taylor Swift and chatted the night away, ended up getting back at literally like 6 a.m. Um, and then slept and then slept the day away. We watched movies the next day. Okay. And then after that, so after Gilly Menno, I think I went back to Gilly Air and 
spent maybe like, yeah, I think I spent another week there. And then I was going back to the Philippines because my two months in Indonesia was done. My 60 day visa was coming to an end. So I was like, where do I want to go next? There's things I didn't get to see in the Philippines. I really, really liked there. Let's go back. So I did. Um, And then, oh God, I, I feel like, yeah. Okay. So I got into... I went to, where did I even go? I flew into Cebu. Ah, yeah, okay. So I went to a few different places. The thing was, like, the second time in the Philippines was just not the same. There was one place that I loved, that I liked, that I wish I could have stayed for so long. Uh, And it was the island of Notchagao. It also started with S. Oh, my God. I can't remember what the name of the island was. I can't believe I'm blanking on this. It will come to me, but it's like the witchcraft island in the Philippines. So I feel like this will be the most interesting thing for you guys, for me to tell you about this. So I went to the witchcraft island in Philippines because obviously I'm going to go there. And I, ah, no, I still don't remember what it's called. And it's a very like, it's it's not touristy. Like, so if you go to the Philippines and you get really, really sick of just how touristy <laughs> everything is and you want like a taste of the real Philippines, go to this island. I mean, it's going to change. Like it's definitely up and coming. But the thing is, is that because it's like not touristy and it's very much like kind of off the beaten track still, it's pretty difficult to get to. Like you have to get two ferries. Well, if you flew into Manila, you'd have to get a flight and then another two ferries to get to this place but who am I if not an adventurous little lass so I was like that sounds great um and it was it was so worth it I would do it again a hundred times it is pretty pricey like the the ferries to get there were as much as like ferries in um Greece but whatever and yeah ended up getting to this island Except because it's off the beaten track, you just don't have the same like facilities that the more popular and touristy islands do, like working Wi-Fi, <laughs> um, any phone reception at all. I had to uh, move all of my work stuff to the following week. Fortunately, I have the world's most understanding clients. Um, so that was okay. Uh, I was just like, Do you know what? I'm just off grid. <laughs> so yeah, there was that. Um, but it was really, really fun because one of the girls who I met in, when I was traveling Australia back in 2021, Cairns 2021, if you've been around for a while, you'll also remember that trip. Uh, she was in the Philippines, right? She, she'd been in Europe, like visiting her family. She's from England and then she, her boyfriend is from France. So they'd been there and then she was on her way back to Australia, Uh, to meet up with her boyfriend again back in Oz but like it's funny because it's typically cheaper to fly like if you want to get from Europe to Australia to fly to somewhere in Asia and then get a cheap flight from Asia to Australia than to fly like direct to Australia little hot tip if you are planning on making that route you might as well spend like four or five days in Bali Thailand whatever and then head on to Europe anyway she was like oh my God, we're on the same island. Like literally what are the chances? So we met up, she was staying with um, like a, she was doing couch surfing, staying with some locals. And so they picked us up. She is fortunately one of those confident um, scooter riders. (laughs) So her hosts took us out for dinner. They had chicken feet. I had a Coke uh, because I'm not partaking in chicken feet. 
um, though I respect <laughs> all customs, that is not something I'm willing to sacrifice. Uh, and that was really fun. And then the next day, um, her hosts were taking her to a healer, like a witch, um, one of the witches of the island, because it's the witch's island. There's lots and lots of healers and witches on the island. And the place I was staying had recommended one dude, but my friend went to see him and it didn't seem like the best thing. So I was like, this little known witch, great, take me. Um, so yeah, they picked us up. And I can't even tell you how in the middle of nowhere this witch lives. Like it was like on the main road and then down a side road and then up a mountain and then the fog sets in and you can't even see like a meter in front, like poor Daisy, like on the scooter. I was like, thank God I'm not driving. Um, I was, I was just like, I will not say anything. You focus on the road. <laughs> Don't worry about me. I'm fine. Uh, it starts raining. It's so foggy. It's so misty. It was so like magical, but also like a little bit creepy. And we just kept like taking these side roads. I was like, there is no way we would have found this by, by ourselves. Like, thank God we had um, like her host to take us. And yeah, we went and saw this witch doctor and she, um, she kind of like looked at my nails. She's like, you have like a bad spirit. So she got rid of the bad spirit. And then she did like a few like womb massage, womb massage and stuff for all of us. Uh, she told Daisy to stop eating sugar. Um, I bought like a little love potion on her, but because it had like raw stuff, I had to get rid of, rid of it for customs to get into, I think it was Germany. I had to get rid of it. So very sad. Um, and it's kind of sad to smell too. I don't think there was any preservatives in this like love potion, but whatever. Um, but yeah, it was so, so cool. So, I mean, I wish that like, if any of you are going to the Philippines, I could give you a recommendation, but I tried to like get directions to send my friend there who went to the Philippines like a couple of months after me. And I was like, I'm sorry, like you will never be able to find this place. <laughs> Just yeah. Couch surfing, man. That's like, that's the way to do it. Like, so you stay, yeah, she was like staying with some locals. And then the whole idea is like you, you share stories about where you're from. They share stories about where they're from. They teach you about like local, the local culture, take you to local places. And then that night, which I think was actually my last night in this island, um, my friend, she's from the Philippines, she's from Manila, but she was like also traveling on the island that I was on, the witch's island. Uh, she was like, you need to do karaoke. She's like, I can't believe you've spent nearly like 60 days in the Philippines and you haven't done karaoke yet. Like, who are you? So this is just, again, one of the funniest, most amazing nights of my life. We go to this karaoke bar, which is genuinely just a hut, like picture like a hut on the side of the road, like down this like quiet, dark street. There's probably a group of like 12 or 15 of us in this hut is a karaoke machine, a bar and three fully grown men performing like Filipino songs on karaoke. And then in come like, I, yeah, I want to say like 15 um, backpackers, essentially we walk in and it just like all hell breaks loose. Everyone's drinking where I'm singing one direction um, and Taylor Swift and other people are singing all, you know, their classic karaoke songs. And it's just, 
one of those moments where you're just like, what is life? What What is life? I don't want to be anywhere else but here, and it's great. Okay, so in summary, then, sadly, I had to leave the Philippines. I was just like, I cannot work here. <laughs> like, I just cannot. I could stay here forever. There was also, so also on the Witchcraft Island, um, a couple of days before all of this, uh, me and like a group, like my Filipino friend who who was organizing a bunch of stuff that I did there, um, and like a couple of other friends that I made on this island, we all organized like a big group day tour where we got like a jeepney, um, which is like a jeep, but it's got like a massive back, like open back, so you can fit like about ten people in, um, and it's covered in case it rains. And we just did a day tour of the island, including going to a few of the waterfalls, which it's famous for. And yeah, the second waterfall, we weren't going to make it uh, because like the, it like closed at five, at, except my friend and the driver, they knew the people who like take, you know, like take entry tickets and stuff there. So they called them and had them stay open like an extra five minutes for us. So we had the whole waterfall to ourselves, like at sunset. It was so beautiful. We just like, well, I didn't, but other people like climbed up and like jumped off. And it was stunning, absolutely gorgeous. Um, the name of this witchcraft island, you will have to Google it. I, I know it starts with S and I know it's not Shagal. Oh my God, I, I cannot believe I'm blanking on this. I'm so sorry. But anyway, so that was when I realized like I need to leave. I don't have any reception. The food here is killing me. You know, it was that... Uh, cheese toasty that sort of threw me over the edge I was like I need a vegetable I need a fruit so I went back to Indonesia and yeah that second time in Indonesia I just pretty much stayed on Gili Air so like the middle sized Gili Island for a full month and rented an apartment and my sister and Vanessa were there and we just like took it easy we just chilled and then during that time I was like I'm craving Europe I, I can't help it. I'm craving Europe. I need I need some Europe in me. And I booked a flight to Germany. And then I think I'm going to leave it there for today because we are at an hour almost. So we will do part two with some Germany story time. Well, not Germany, but like all of, all of Europe story time. All of Europe except Malta. Okay, bye.